When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah, it's me, Shouted Fresh, fucking around the skit class with the progress report, smoking me one. <laughs> the progress report. All right, what's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. We are skipping class today, presented by the Progress Support. I got my man, Shawty Fresh, in the building. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, it's crazy. It's been seven years since we did our first interview back in 2015. The first one, the very first one. So how do you feel that you progressed since then? There's been a lot of stuff going on, you know, in between that time, but how have you personally progressed since then? Um... Personally, you know what I mean? Like, I progressed, like, with the creation of my craft, you know what I mean? Like, sonically, like, they have progressed, got a whole lot better. Um, since back then, I got a whole lot more placements, you know what I mean? Been doing a whole lot, whole lot more stuff. Like, since then, I progressed mentally a whole lot, too, also. Nah, facts. Facts. Well, let's take it back to the top, man. Um, let everybody know, where are you from? Well, originally, I'm from Ohio. But I was moved down here, like, in 91, when I was a child with my mom. So I'm originally from Ohio, but, like, when I moved down here, like, we moved to Cali Park. So, like, that's all I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you add people in Ohio, they be like, hell nah, he ain't from here. <laughs> what you part see? of Ohio? Toledo. Got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, you definitely from here at this point. Yeah, I'm definitely from here. <laughs> Facts. So what made you get into production? Um, so like in high school, right, I'm like, I played sports and then like after like skipping class so much, school, <laughs> school just ain't work out for me. So me and all my homeboys started rapping. And so at first I wanted to rap, but like my partners were some real ones and they was telling me like, hey man, that shit ain't nothing. And so like, I love music so much. Like back then I picked up producing. And like, at first, new motherfuckers sucked too. Hmm. And then I just kept working at it, kept working at it. And I like, I got better and better. That's what's up, man. So you was skipping class. Yeah, I was definitely skipping class. Damn. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that to anybody right now in school, growing up or anything. I would not suggest that. Cause now I look back on that, that is not the move. You definitely want all your education that you can soak up and get. But I was definitely skipping class. For sure. Um, you know, who was some musical influences, whether, you know, that was on the production side, on the artistry side? Who was you, you know, looking up to and listening to? Um, so I'm definitely highly influenced by Manny Fresh. Um, growing up, I listened to a lot of Hot Boys, um, a lot of BG, a lot of Wayne, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm definitely highly influenced by Shawty Red. Mm. You know, like, I listened to a lot of Jeezy, mm -hmm. like, growing up, you know what I mean? And I can't forget Zaytoven. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a, like a personal inspiration that I got to look at and see, like, almost so, like, real often here in Atlanta. Just working with him and working with different artists he was working with and stuff. That's facts. 
Um, Any Fresh, definitely a go. Shorty Red, a go too. Of course, Zay. Um, have you got a chance to collaborate with any of them yet? Yeah, so I definitely work with um, Zay. Um, I worked with Manny Fresh, but it wasn't like on any production. He came in, I was like engineer. And I met Shawty Red, but I never got to work with him. But I tell you something crazy though, right? My name is a combination of them both, Manny Fresh and Shawty Red. You get a Shawty Fresh. That's all right. <laughs> was that done on purpose? So my homeboys came up with that like back in the day. They're like, man, your shit sound like a combination of like mm. um, Manny Fresh and Shawty Red. Like, well, you gonna be Shawty Fresh. But at first, my name was Young Fresh, and I went to go try to um, get that, get on copyright my name and everything, and I couldn't because that was already somebody's name, and I didn't even know who name it was. And fast forward into the future, I found out that was Bankroll Fresh name. Crazy, man. We want you to come skip class with us and share your story on our new segment called Skipping Class. Look, we want to talk to all the artists, indie or mainstream, or if you're an entrepreneur, come build your brand with us and tell your story to the world. You'll also get the shot in our locker and you'll get promo clips for all your fans. So DM us today or visit our website, tprmeetergroup.com. Get locked in with us. And of course, you know, we're going to talk about bankroll. So since you brought them up, um, tell me what you miss most about Bankroll Fresh, AKA Young Fresh. Um, his energy, his energy, his, his vibes, you know what I mean? Who he was as a person, you know what I mean? He brought so much energy and life Spice. and just good vibes to everyone he encountered and ran in with. And like, that's the biggest thing that I picked up from him. And that's the thing that I missed the most from him because like, he was an artist and he was popping, but he was never too good to acknowledge anyone. He was never too good to take a picture or anything. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I probably miss most about my boy. Mm. Having new kind of vibes around. Definitely, man. That was a beautiful time. I think, you know, it was just so organic. You know, everybody was at Street as X, cooking up, kicking it. So um, describe some of y'all studio sessions. Um. So studio session with me and Bank, I tell you a story. So the song on um, "Fuck Is You Saying, Little Nigga," so it, it started downstairs in the D room, right? So we went all the way back in the D room to cut the music down low, so nobody wouldn't hear it and come in there and, and like and disturb us. And so we started in the D room. So some people came back there. We cut it off. We went to the C room. So people came in the C room. We cut it off in the C room. Waited by like an hour took the same session upstairs to the street room. Wasn't nobody in there. We started working on it there and there. So it, the music was kind of loud and they can hear us. So people started coming in there, cut the music off in there, waiting another hour, went in the A room and we finished the song. And like the energy that we put into that song to try to finish it was like great. And to see what that song manifest into, you know what I mean? That just showed me like sometimes you gotta go above and beyond and think outside the box and do different things to come up with the product that you need. Mm. Man, that's real talk. Um, you know, so let me know, what's your thoughts on his posthumous, and I hope I'm saying that, that name right, or that word right, but his posthumous album in Bank We Trust that released, you know, years later after he passed away. Um, I feel it was a good body of work. 
I feel that me personally, these are my personal feelings. I feel like it got, it took too long to come out. And through that process, I feel like the fans lost interest in just everything. And they wasn't um, excited about the body of work. And I feel like when it came out, it didn't get the light that it needed for people to absorb that body of work to be able to enjoy it. So I feel like it was missed out on. Yeah, I think I think everybody was, you know, like, where is it, where is it? But, you know, of course, that's a sensitive thing because it's the family, you know, of course, they grieving and they not in the music business. Well, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so, you know, that was that was definitely tough. But I will say the project definitely sounded like it was just recorded, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the um, because when we was working on the project, we didn't like try to remake songs and add people to songs and do this. We left his music exactly how it was. We just mixed it. But that just lets you know he was making timeless music because Crazy. even though it took four years to come out, right? Some of them songs we even did two years before that. So that's like a, a, a piece of art that was created six years before it even came out. So like the music he makes is like timeless. It's facts. What was your thoughts when uh, all their song released with Jeezy? And how do you think Fresh would have reacted if he was around to see that manifest? Um, I love all that. I love what Bank did for Jeezy. Bank brought Jeezy back. You know what I mean? Jeezy was a popping artist, like going crazy, like going crazy. But Bankroll made him back popping in the streets. It's facts. Period, point blank. Like he owned, he doing this, he rich, he got millions. But Bankroll made you back popping in the streets. Niggas in the streets was now excited about Young Jeezy again. Period, point blank. He put life back in the Young Jeezy, in the grave. Yeah. That's hard. Ask me, that's hard. It's facts. A guy that's in the grave put, breathe life into a nigga that's on the earth. I yeah. ain't seen nobody do nothing like that yet. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nah, for real. And then, um, you know, another thing that I think we all kind of saw, I don't know if you watched it, but, um, you know, not too long ago after the incident happened with Bank, um, no plug. I did an interview with um, Vlad. Did you get to see that? No, I ain't watch it. Okay, cause I was gonna ask your thoughts on that. Yeah, but. no, like, um, so like, certain stuff I don't even consume with my mind. You know what I mean? Cause I'm trying to keep my thoughts and my energies and everything just in the right spaces and have the right spirits and everything, so I can be the best I need to be. So yeah, I heard this and heard that, but I chose personally not to even indulge and even watch it and even let my emotions get caught up in anything like that, you know what I mean? Mm. Just because of me personally, where I'm trying to go with what I'm doing. I respect that. How do you feel like music will be right now if Bankroll was still around? Um, music, it, like, he would be, like, he would be, like, one of the hottest artists in the game right now. 
like dead serious. Like it would be uh, baby, bank. You see what I'm saying? Shit like that going on. Cause bank was popping, going crazy, and it wasn't no baby. You see what I'm saying? It's true. It wasn't no baby. So if home was still alive, still moving at the pace he was moving at, you see what I'm saying? But like, I don't feel like the game would be different. I just feel like the game would have more substance. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a real nigga at the top. You know mm. what I mean? So he putting out real stuff into the culture. So when a, nigga, a real nigga's putting real stuff into the culture, people in the culture gonna follow behind that. And the, and the community and everything gonna become real instead of somebody at the top being fake and everybody following behind that. And now we out here goddamn looking stupid. You know what I mean? Like music has such a great influence and like the people at the top gotta be real ones. You know what I mean? Because like that's what they put back into the community. That's what they put into the culture and people soak that up and people wanna be that and people imitate that. You know what I mean? And if he was still alive, he'd be one of them people like where the real shit would be soaked up and people would be trying to be like the real. And I just feel like that'd be better just for everything in the whole. It's facts. Okay, and speaking of real ones, man, we gotta talk about trouble. Cause you know, bank, trouble, two dope ass people, you know, I remember being at the Ready video shoot. That was one of the first video shoots I picked up my camera at. And that song, to this day, like you hear it and everybody go crazy and you produce that record. Right, right. And I think that's probably when we had linked. I, you know, shit, ain't no telling. But I want you to describe um, producing that song. Um, so I remember everything about that song, everything about the beat. So like even like when I made that beat, See, when I made that beat, I was in the trap when my partners and them got done be getting off. You see what I'm saying? So when I'm making the beat, I got all the real trap vibes around me. You see what I'm saying? I'm watching niggas catch plays, Jays coming to the door, like all kind of shit that go on in the trap. While I'm physically making a ready beat. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And I was doing that before I went to the studio. I ain't even had no idea that I was even about to do a song with Trouble. I was just making beats before I came to the studio and mm. I just happened to be, that's just happened to, where I would, happened to where I was to be at. You see what I'm saying? Right. So boom, I go to the studio. So when I come in the studio, Trouble, like, he going through his email, listening to beats and he don't find that. And so he like, shit, what you got? Hmm. And I play something. As soon as I play it, he say, oh, Ray, that motherfucker ready. And so he go in the booth, and that's how the concept of the song and anything even came about. Cause he right. talking some, oh, ready, ready. That's why he's saying that in the song, because he listened to the beat and like, man, that motherfucker ready. Mm. And then like ready even became like a slang and a term that folks was even using in the city. You see what I'm saying? So like that's like I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Like that's exactly like how that came about. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that Ready song, like I said, man, that shit was just such a dope moment for Atlanta in itself, you know what I mean? I feel like that record definitely hit hard. So did y'all know that song was gonna be a hit? No, so actually we did. So I'll tell you something, I'll tell you something, I'll tell you something. That song was actually the bonus song on Zay Did It. 
So Trouble did a whole project with Zaytoven. All the beats was produced by Zaytoven. It was a bonus song. I remember song. that. It was a bonus song on there that I produced, Ready. And that song ended up being like the hit single off the body of work. Crazy. Um, so do y'all have any more unreleased music? And do you have unreleased music with Bankroll too? I meant to ask you that. Yeah, so like I got a lot of um I got a lot of I got a lot of a lot of a lot of um trouble music like unreleased. So like before before trouble died. We was already working on the school fresh too. And so like I got like a whole album right here in my phone of like hmm. it, like the whole thing right here. Mm. Like all all of them songs right here. Mm. Whole whole album that we was doing right here just sitting in my phone. Like shit just sitting in my phone. So with the unreleased music, what are y'all gonna do? Um, so I'm just letting like his mom yeah, grieve Kay. and go through the process of losing a child because that's one of the hardest things that a person can experience in the world. And it's like that's a fragile and gentle like kind of like situation, you know what I mean? So like I'm just holding until whenever she ready to do whatever it is she want to do. She might feel like she don't ever want the world to hear it, and that's how she feel. I respect that, and I'm definitely with it, and I'm not going to put it out or do nothing like this or nothing like that. Mm. I respect how she feel, and I don't, like, I don't know how she feel, right. but I watched my mama go through that. For sure. You see what I'm saying? Because my brother was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. So I watched my mama go through that, and I and I know how mama feel, and I know how things can be real sensitive to him. You see what I'm saying? So like, me personally, I got so much respect for him. I gotta respect her in all kind of ways. So the music will be out when she's ready. Silent answer, man. I appreciate that for her. You know what I'm saying? And I think you know. It's just unfortunate. Like, you know, I ain't even got to ask you about the impact of his death because, you know, we all felt it. And, you know, we seen each other at the memorial. It's just like, I'm sick of this shit. I know you're sick of this shit, too. So how do you, and even, like, with Dolph and Quint and, you know, just so many other people, your brother, just, you know what I mean, how do you personally cope with death now? Um, so the first time when it happened with Bank, it, it like, it did something to me. It put me in a dark place. Like, I even changed physically, like, the way my body looked mm -hmm. and everything. Like, I always been a small individual, but then I started drinking real heavy, started popping a lot of perks and shit, and, like, I got real big and fat, and my face was looking funny and shit, and I got, like, in a state of depression. You see what I'm saying? I had to come up out that shit. So, boom. When it doubled back and it happened with Dolph, I knew I couldn't go to that same, like, kind of state, kind of mind, because that wasn't healthy, that wasn't good for me. It took a lot for me to get up out of that. So it hurt, but I was able to manage and deal with it a little bit better. Then fast forward, when Trouble got killed, that shit broke me all the way down. Like, 
that shit did something different to me because I was like, damn, like this shit happened to a nigga like three times around. So I'm, I was like thinking like, shit, what a nigga do now? And I just thought about what I did before and it was never stopped. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So like that shit hurt like the worst way, but like I never stopped. You see what I'm saying? So moving forward, I ran into PNB Rock. Mm. And me and him, like, just did a conference call with this label out in California called RBC. You see what I'm saying? And we were just about to eat the deal. We did the conference call on Thursday. I went to Miami on Friday with my gym to do this workout shit. He went to LA to go to T Grizzly goddamn wedding and shit. I made it back on Sunday morning. Sunday afternoon. I look on my phone and see the, see the news about PNB. And so then I got to thinking to myself, like, like, damn, like, like, how in the hell, like, I keep being, like, right here at the door. And then, like, something like this happened. Then I realized, like, it's just, the, like, it's the way of life, you know what I mean? And the only thing I can come up with is just don't stop. You know what I mean? So that's like, that's the space I'm in right now. Like, just don't stop. Like, no matter what you going through, find a way. Mm. Nah, that shit deep. And I think, you know, me personally, like, it take, I don't know, like sometimes, it, you know, it don't make it as fun no more. You know, and that's just me personally. But I'm not gonna stop. But you know, it's just, it just be like, damn. So, you know, on a, on a higher note, um, Definitely want you to speak about your health and your fitness journey because, you know, that's something that's been, you know, important to you for a while. And I think more people mm -hmm. in this business need to know, like, you know, just ways in which they can be healthier because it's like a lot of late nights and bad food and shit like that. Yeah, so like, um, back when Bank died, I, like I said, I went into like this state of depression. I got real big. And so then, I was like, I gotta come up out this shit. So I started working out and I discovered this boot camp class about like six years ago. And that was my way of like having a outlet outside of music to take my mind off of everything. You know what I mean? But it was also like better in my health. Hmm. And like it made me just more sound and solid like in my mind because it took discipline to wake up every morning to go and do that shit and you weren't seeing no immediate effects or results or anything like that. You know what I mean? And then I started realizing like shit, like your health is very important because like you can have millions and have all this money and shit, but if you ain't got good health to move around and spend it and do what you need to do with it, Man. then it's pointless. And good health, it's not like cool right? in the community, right? Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, it's getting there, but I've always been the kind of person where like, I don't give a fuck what's cool, I'm gonna do me, because like when I first started doing the class, the niggas in the studio used to join me all the time, like, boy, you like Mark doing that goddamn shit, you tripping. And now fast forward, like, I never stopped, and 
you can see the change, the mm -hmm. transition that my body made. Like I made a real like night to day like kind of transition. It's facts. You know what I mean? So health is very important. That's what's up, man. Um, talk about still being down with Street is X, man, a family. Um, so like Street is X is like Street is X is a brotherhood. You know what I mean? Street is X is my family, like Street is X gave me a lot of opportunities and um, opened a lot of doors for me. Sure. And um, been there for me in a lot of times of need, you know what I mean? Mm. So like, Street is X is like, it's like the, it's like the glue to the, like, a lot of things going on because they bring this person and this person and this person and this person. And then because of Street is X, it's how we all like came together and met and like, I, if it weren't for street, I went no bank. I went no dog. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I went no PND. You see what I'm saying? So, like, they like the glue. Like, they always find a way to bring shit together. That's facts. But, um, yeah, I definitely appreciate all y'all support. You know, since day one, y'all embraced me. You know what I mean? Back before I knew what the hell I was doing. Before the progress support was even a thing, y'all always been fucking with me, and that really mean a lot. So, I'm always gonna fuck with y'all. So, Fresh, what you got coming up next? Um, so, honestly, I was working on this PNB album, and we all know what happened. So, right. I'm trying to find my next move, because that shit's so fresh. So, like, I'm working, I'm working my next move tonight, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm working day to day. I'm meeting people day to day, trying to find new artists to work with. Um, good artists to work with, popping artists to work with, serious artists to work with. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm past the point of my career, like a nigga just rapping for a hobby or to let his homeboys hear it. Right. Don't have time for that. You know what I mean? So like, honestly, I'm I'm looking, I'm looking for my, I'm looking for my next thing. You know what I mean? That's just the honest to God truth. I'm looking for my next thing. Respect, respect, man. Well, again, I appreciate you as always, man. Um, shit, until the next time, man. Thank you for skipping class with me. No problem. For sure. The Progress Report. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.